am Vaij. Hi, I'm Nonvaij. Welcome to the Vaij and Nonvaij podcast. Hey everyone, this is a two-part episode which we did with Privilege Check. We are going to share the first part this week and you'll hear the next part next week. So let's get the first part started. Hey guys, in today's episode, we have a collaboration with Privilege Check, which is a podcast in India. And uh, the episode you're about to listen is a recording we had with them. Let us introduce um, Shivangi and Lavneen. Go ahead. Hi guys. To everybody listening to Wedge and Non-Wedge, we are so glad to have connected to a lot of more people. And to move ahead, I'll just give a quick sum up of what Privilege Check is. We basically unabashedly educate the upper 1% by giving them privilege checks every Thursday. And we have expanded our podcast recently. Yeah. So instead of just giving like privilege checks about, let's say, a fundamental right that people think is a right, but really isn't, or talking about some things we witness every day in our life, but never really like, you know, address the privilege laden with it. We've also started reviewing movies and kind of breaking down how privilege plays into the character's behavior and the entire scenario as well. Apart from that, we also have recast episodes where if since our episodes are only like 12 minutes long, we add in things that we've missed in the previous episodes, recast episodes. We also have unscripted where we literally do not have a script. We sometimes collab with amazing people like one of them is Wedge and Knowledge or we just talk about ourselves. And yeah, we upload every Thursday. We have video episodes as well. So please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to the podcast. Video episodes would be available every Sundays. I'm Lovleen. And I'm Shivangi. In this episode of the Unscripted segment, we are in collaboration with Veja non Podcast. And let's what all of that is about. I would like you to introduce you and your podcast and how it started now. We are called Veg and Non-Veg Podcast. So this was an idea that we came up with long back that we should do a podcast, but we never got around to it until the pandemic struck and we were struck, uh, you know, stuck at home doing nothing. So we thought about it and decided to do a podcast about what we know the best, which is Indian students living abroad and uh, especially in the U.S. So we were thinking about, you know, we brainstormed a lot. We came up with a lot of uh, episode ideas and we thought we had something here and we were thinking of what to name it and uh, so we were looking at indianisms okay so words that indians use in english but uh, they're not you know very common outside so one of them is like veg and non-veg restaurant and non-veg is a word that is only used in india or like south asian communities so yeah that's where uh, we were just brainstorming a few ideas and this uh, domain happened to be available at that time veg and non-veg.com so i just went ahead and bought it and that's how it began that's how we started so far, we have like, I think, 35 odd episodes. And yeah, we're reaching almost a year since we started. Obviously, since the pandemic started, it's been a year. So <laughs> yeah, yeah we're reaching a year of uh, our podcast. So yeah, that, thanks for having us. Yeah, that actually yeah. makes us twins because we also started during the pandemic. And we had the same experience. Also, I realized that we use kind of like the same everything. Like we use Zoom, we use, we use Audacity, and we use Anchor as well just crazy because literally the same resources but no, yeah think, so that was yeah go ahead let me know i think we the only difference is other, so. yeah we talk over each other a lot um that's fine mm. yeah, just edit that part out <laughs> yeah actually we do that uh 
it's uh, yeah so it's become very easy to you know start your own podcast with like zero uh, investment we've said this before anchor is free to host audacity is free open source yeah. you can edit yeah. files and zoom is free for just two people <laughs> so yeah. uh, we've uh, used all the resources and uh, i'm sure you also uh, did the same research and came up with the same answers yeah the yeah. reason that saves us money we're in for it yeah yep. exactly the our key research for this is where do we get and what do we get for free i think the only difference is that you guys actually invested in a domain <laughs> we didn't <laughs> like we're not yeah. going to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not it, yeah. it cost like what 10 dollars or something so not uh, much we wouldn't <laughs> yeah we would probably never go to sleep if <laughs> we spent uh, money i don't think we can even you know rationalize our thinking there's like literally no logical basis such there's no way to explain ourselves there's no way that we can explain why we are the way we are so we don't even we stopped attempting to rationalize all of that our last guest as well yes. suggested we actually invest in mics and <laughs> we straight up refused it there and there on his face so that's that anyway they i think we started selling it as well it's for 30 rupees it's for 100 you can afford it and i'm like it's not about not affording it's just i don't want to spend so they were just so confused about this entire mentality we have yep yep you asked for that's gifts enough <laughs> yeah if you like our podcast gift us a mic something like that oh we've done that but actor thing is nobody likes our podcast and nobody really listens to us so i mean it's not a very <laughs> great um, marketing thing yeah oh So that's a, that has been a marketing tool from A1 just emotionally blackmail people into listening uh the podcast see yeah. like you're not supporting us and all of that and we just started yeah. did that at the start and then we just gave up yeah i think uh, we both agree that i have the more aggressive marketing strategy yeah. it's just promoting myself it. everywhere it's just all so she like put on this zoom background in meets like in meet calls that are not even related to a podcast She just put it up just to promote it, and it's just so weird. Yeah, but at least everybody likes it. Yeah, That's thank you. That's a strategy to have, like um, thank put you. it in everybody's faces. Yeah, it's called me. Yep. At least, like, let's just pretend everybody cares about it till everybody starts caring about it. Yeah. Somebody yeah. might. Somebody just might. Great, co- great corporate. Fake company. it till you make it, basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just. Try to say it in a better, um, not sounding that way, but yeah, that's essentially the idea behind it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Anyway, let's just dig into that's enough um, bashing ourselves or uh, blatant promotion for the beginning of the episode. We have an entire week for it, so let's just dig into the episode. Shivani, do you want to pull up the first questions that we have for our guest? Yeah, the first question I wanted to ask, and this is something Lavin and I are both uh, really interested in understanding, because there's a lot of uh, talk about how what kind of discrimination Indians face abroad, right? And even though y'all have lived there for a short while, it's been an eventful uh, duration, obviously. So there are these entire anecdotes about how. Uh, sometimes there's racial stereotyping when, like, let's say you go back to India. There are some kids whose professors ask them whether they'll get married and all of that crap because they think that you know, like child marriage. 
So the students are barely teens, and the teachers are insinuating all of these things. Then there's this entire internet culture of curry memes and jokes and going back to India if you don't like how a particular uh, thing is being appreciated in, in like abroad. And uh, so does like does like all of these things that people talk about have a deep impact on your mental health, like other students like you, or uh, do you just really get so used to it that it doesn't affect you? Do you want to start? I have some thoughts, but you can start first. Um, you can go ahead. I'm still like understanding the full question. Okay, okay. Should I just okay. repeat it again? No, yeah, no, fine. Uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, uh, fine. I'll just pick it up. Uh, it's fine. I I got it. I'll try to answer it the best I can. So there were a lot of parts. Your question first was that you know do you face any discrimination and uh, also about you know you mentioned a few things like how people talk to you and uh, mention racial stereotypes or something like that so we live in a very conservative town <laughs> and it's a small college town largely white but still uh, you know there's always a community of people that you can find especially you know uh, indians are in large numbers everywhere so we've been usually surrounded by indians so it's not been like you know overtly discriminating um there are levels to you know how the discrimination comes across so there could be uh you know the levels that let's say african americans face in terms of police brutality or in a lot of uh, ways like you know housing discrimination where they are not given the same houses and stuff like that and then there are uh, subtle biases that come into picture like uh, say for example one time i applied for a job uh, with my name and uh, i got rejected and <laughs> so i applied with a different name uh, a westernized name and uh, for the same job <laughs> the same resume and i got a call for an interview but that's uh, you know i can't necessarily say it was discrimination but there is a good chance it was because you know it's the same job or the recruiter just didn't do a very good job i want to give them a benefit of the doubt but it's kind of difficult Th- there was a study done long back on white names versus like common black names and even when the black resumes were much better suited for the job the white people got uh, more interview calls so those are biases that people have uh, it's very difficult to you know just suddenly eliminate those but uh, again these are the major ones um there are like smaller what you call microaggressions that uh, don't really bother me but they might bother a lot of people because you know it's like you know when you talk to someone they i don't really expect them to know a lot about my culture their exposure to the culture might be very limited so it might you know sound like a microaggression like for example they ask a lot of times do people speak english or you know how do you speak english so well that is a very common question that we get and that is because you know they they don't really know about indian history and how you know yeah. india was a colony for like 200 years um and english is an official language in india and there are probably more english speakers than in india than in england yeah so uh those things are uh, you know just ignorance rather than i would say outright racism so to speak mm-hmm. so there there are different levels and it, it can bother some people there's also very lame things like you know when things don't translate very well people tend to get offended like for example saying naan bread or something chai tea or something those oh, are yes. not uh, those are not <laughs> things that really bother me because um 
it's just you know as long as you understand what the other person is saying i don't mind it but it does you know <laughs> offend some people so right now we are um uh, fortunate that we've not faced any overt yeah. discrimination that we can speak of and that that isn't also a lot of people do a very good job of hiding it um here there is uh, this idea that you know you shouldn't say anything to someone's face and they'll always be polite to your face but what they say in their in their houses or what they say when you know the minority crowd is not present that's the real them don't always get to see it but it's there yeah i'd like to add a few things um to this like he said we um well um we currently live in texas and we've been here since our um, gat school is in texas so we've lived here for over like 4 years now um even though it was a conservative town i think uh, they were still open to it but yeah there were microaggressions and i would say a uh, more funny ones were like you know when they get to know that you're indian they would be like oh i love curry or i love vindaloo and i'm like okay what's that got to do with me like uh, i'm not going to make it for you but <laughs> that's what they always come up with try to relate with you in basis of food or uh, they would try to ask you like i mean since it was a conservative and a religious town they would try to ask you more about your religion and if you were a hindu or what that means but they always had those underlying tones where they either wanted to convert you or preach about christianity and all those um, different things which i don't think it bothers us as much but i can say that it would bother a lot more <laughs> religious people and i am that person who gets offended not offended but like annoyed by when people say it's not bread or chai tea the only thing is it's so simple to learn the basic words like you can say a lot of different things right like a lot of more complicated european or german words um, but you can't like try to understand just say naan you can say the word you just don't have to put a subtitle to it that's my whole issue um i'll just go and uh, correct people just for the sake of it um because it makes me happy rather than uh, me being offended at this point um but yeah like racism wise i don't think i've um gotten any like outright racism i got like a racist comment on the other side where someone thought i was hispanic uh, and uh, they would try to like uh, say hola um this was a very white person so they did not make the effort to know if i was indian or not or what ethnicity i was so i just like looked at them puzzled because i don't speak spanish i i mean i know what ola is but <laughs> i don't know anything else and that happened a couple times so i was like okay at least um find the right race to be racist against <laughs> so um but yeah i think we are still a little a lot more privileged than a lot of other ethnicities which um face a lot outright racism I wanted to add about Christianity. Yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I wanted to add about Christianity. There was this one time, this guy tried to, you know, uh, we were in this place. Um, it's a church, okay. So uh, they give out a lot of free food. So I was mm-hmm. there. And, of course. <laughs> yeah, broke all the students. We do that a lot. Yeah. So there was this uh, elderly man who came and sat next to me, and he's like, uh, "Have you read the Bible? Do you?" want a bible and I was like no i i'm not christian and i was like you know, we, we we might have a bible in your language and i was like my language is english so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am pretty sure you have a bible in my language 
I, I mean, he wasn't offended. He was like, yeah, sure, you, I, you can get one. But I didn't, obviously. I'm like, I don't know. They always want to know, like, are, are you Hindu? It's very difficult to explain to them that, you know, I'm like, I'm not religious. Uh, and uh, they are always trying to compare, you know, like, other Christians in India. How do I explain that there are more Christians in India than in Texas? So. Yeah. It's so funny you mentioned about this church and Christian thing because <clears throat> turns out it happens to me as well and I live in India. So yeah. my school used to be a Catholic school, right? And they outright tried to convert me um, by whispering all of these verses in my ear and saying that Jesus has a place for you and all of that. And like outright in 10th grade, they were trying to convert me. And I just didn't even care about religion back then, but they were just trying to convert me real bad. So great. We have something in common then, surprisingly. Yeah. I just find all of this so funny for some reason. <laughs> because Shivangi keeps telling me about all the... Shivangi actually tells this incident about verses being whispered into her ear every chance she gets. So this was just a moment for her to shine once again. <laughs> but really, I I noticed you say something about racism be not being racism per se, but being ignorant, more of ignorance. But wouldn't you say that, I mean, this is just something I thought of and maybe you would agree or not and you could tell me that but wouldn't you say that all sort of all sorts of racism actually would uh would have its root somewhere in ignorance so I would personally believe that it is because of this ignorance that people don't understand uh where the other person is coming from or because they have this single-minded perspective of what uh, a person could be and what the majority because that's what the majority is like and okay we can give them the benefit of doubt of not having the knowledge but i think in this day and age um with the sort of media that we consume and with the sort of privilege we have to consume that media that maybe there should be some sort of effort to understand where the other person is coming from right what do you have to say about that uh, yeah, I mentioned that. So um, what I wanted to say is that, you know, uh, racism is a very loaded word. Okay, so I would first attribute someone's words to, you know, ignorance or lack of knowledge rather than to, you know, malice. So uh, racism comes with a lot of negative connotations. Ignorance is just, you know, someone failing to educate themselves. Um, yeah, they have all the knowledge at their fingertips there is no excuse to be ignorant but uh, they also don't have any excuse to learn about your culture until you know they probably met you so uh, i i don't uh, so depending on what the level of uh, racism or <laughs> discrimination we face um, i don't want to say racism because again it's a loaded word so depending on what the interaction is if it's just something like you know someone not understanding uh, words in your culture that is not a big deal but if uh, you know someone uh, tries to justify something like police brutality that is that mm-hmm. comes um, you know they have no reason to be ignorant about that that is straight up racism hmm. that makes a lot yeah. of sense i really like yeah it's it's like um, part ignorant but it's like more like uh, willing yeah. ignorance rather than uh, you know trying like failing to educate themselves even though they know certain things, it's the idea that 
they are the superior being or they are um, a superior like race or mm-hmm. with, just because of their color or the basis of their color yeah like he said like racism is a very loaded word and i would i wouldn't say that they are being outright racist if they learn about our culture they are you know respectful after that but if if even if they know about it and then they still continue to be racist or like you know have these aggressive comments mm-hmm. and actions that's when i would go into racism yeah that makes yeah. a lot of sense that that's a really nice take actually so when you usually uh, listen about egg or learn about encounters of indian students abroad and you usually have all of this like you mentioned naan bread and chai tea and uh, people really get offended by it and i understand where zuri is coming from and her energy because we listen to that in india as well it's not i mean we both live in mumbai and we listen to that here as well and here it's a little more annoying because you especially dalgona coffee can we just talk talking about how it's fatty gooey coffee and people are just you know giving it um like what what word did people in our class use uh, uh chutney fic chutneyfication they're saying uh-huh. uh, this is chutneyfication because they're using dalgona coffee uh-huh. it's just fatty gooey coffee and i'm just like let people enjoy man just let them enjoy what is the big deal yeah it's But, like uh, on a very lower level tier of problems that we have to face it's just yeah. people exactly. saying different terms yeah and it's not really that india owns that uh, dalgona coffee or fatty with coffee or whatever you <laughs> like to call it because there are other cultures who are not indians who have yeah. this and they call it dalgona coffee so hmm. it's just um transferable i think yeah exactly Does anybody have any other points to add, or shall we move on? Okay, I want to talk about um, food uh, since we are haunted. I I am generally generally very open about like where food comes from or what is authentic X or what is this. It doesn't matter. It honestly does not matter. Cuisines keep evolving, things keep coming up. Like India didn't have uh, beans or potatoes or chilies till like the 17th century. Mm. Okay. Um, and now you can't imagine any food without those things so it's like uh, you know when, when people say rajma that like, those are you know imported from mexico yeah. or potatoes they're from portugal or whatever yeah. uh, these are all foreign imports indian cuisine would be nothing without them so saying that you know this is indian cuisine or say, saying samosa is an indian dish it, it has persian origins or whatever so things keep coming from anywhere and they move mm. also about languages so i don't mind using indian english anywhere it's perfectly fine so you can say revert back or whatever or prepon uh, things that do not <laughs> are non veg if you want to <laughs> because those things i mean there are more in, again there are more indian english speakers english is an indian language if english is an american language it is as much an indian language same reasons yeah it that makes a lot of sense yeah um i mean i think even within india we cannot agree on what we call something like aloo batata or yeah. whatever you want to call it kardi so, or bheel i mean any mumbai kars would like. um, i think we're all from mumbai and it's just we have our own slang and language yeah, so, yeah. um the rest of the like rest of india doesn't understand hmm. that and i've like seen yeah. that with my friends here who are from delhi or north india or south india so in fact uh, i don't 
really see the point of getting hung up on words language yeah. keeps evolving hmm. it keeps evolving yeah all right so what we are going to talk about now is essentially the kind of difference that could be possibly seen in the uh, lifestyle of india versus texas so that is something that we would really like to talk about so basically uh, in terms of let's say healthcare or uh, i don't know the education so what would you what would you say is the difference that you have seen well um this is a very heavy question because <laughs> uh, yep. my guess we are here because about. because we wanted to have a higher education here that's why we are here and it's it's relatively good because um at least um in my field i never had that research base in india which is what's all about here that you learn the application base of the principles the concepts and it's not just you know what we call in india is like ratifying or just trying to mug up things uh, so i was very new to that concept uh, because i did medicine and that's pretty much a uh, 95% memory and a lot of uh, application but yeah it bases on memory so that was new to me i really enjoyed the parts where i got to learn more and it was a very cultural exchange your professor or like even your peers and everybody allows you to exchange your ideas you know if even if you are wrong nobody's going to tell you that hey this is stupid why are you like you know saying this out loud they'll correct you in a good way they they'll like have you do more um like god in the field and like use your concepts and knowledge that's pretty cool for me um the other question is it's very different obviously because the uh, cultural differences are huge here um but uh, since we are we all have that privilege of being from bombay so we are kind of used to that city living um, which was the opposite here because we were in a very small town um i was not used to the religious part of it uh, it was it was like a big shock at least uh, location wise um i was not used to the slow life or you know things being so far apart everything was is walkable in india but here you have to either have a car especially in texas or you have to have some mode of transportation which is again not a very common thing to have buses or trains and stuff so that's that was a big challenge but you like you kind of get around to it you find your way it's, it's not tough to do that as a woman i would say it's way safer um then india at least um in my experience i can't say for everyone at least um in college station texas and austin texas where i live right now it's it's way safer i don't have to look over my shoulder or i don't have to worry about going out at night by myself or taking an uber by myself so that that's been pretty cool i can wear whatever i want without people you know judging or um being weird or creepy about it so that's a big plus for me yeah um all the points to be said obviously i was going to say a few things which she already said but anyway i'll try to add to add on to that um so w- the first thing that i obviously noticed was that our exposure to the us is largely through movies or tv shows and they are all based out of you know big cities la new york and the us is huge right? insanely huge and it's largely empty and rural which we don't get to see a lot of so if you if i go out right now it will be pitch black there's no one on the street it's completely empty 
and you compare that to a place like mumbai where you come from and it's a stark contrast so it, yeah as you mentioned it was a little difficult to get used to because we are surrounded by people in india wherever we go and here it's just empty and uh, places close at like 9 pm <laughs> like restaurants close at 9 pm which is it, indians don't even start having dinner at that time yeah. so it was a bit difficult uh, adjusting people here sometimes have dinner at like 5 so it's strange i do that so i've become american not american you become old that's that's the point no <laughs> that's not it i old americans eat at 5 <laughs> i was going yeah, to okay, get to I'll that yeah okay i'll take that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah also uh, you notice a lot of things that you know people here do like from a very young age people are independent um college students here drive their own cars they come from uh, you know wherever they come from like a lot of people come from farms and they've been working uh, small jobs or jobs even since they were like 16 and uh, they start earning money and do their own stuff very early in life and they're always looking to you know be independent and that is very different um in india a lot of times especially in like middle class families uh, that we come from your parents support you to a very much later in your life like people uh, people live with their parents all their life so i mean i knew about it but uh, it's very different to actually see it in person and you see how people you know support themselves and there is this thing like dignity of labor that we hear of a lot in india but we don't get to see a lot of some jobs are considered inferior in india there's always this uh feeling that is not here jobs that would be called say blue collar they also earn as much as anyone else like a plumber or electrician which would be you know a menial job in india and they wouldn't make a lot of money but here they charge a high amount and uh, they you know live a decent middle class life so a lot of things uh, that we you know don't associate with you know uh, upper class or middle class uh, standards those are pretty common here so you you can't look at a person and see what they actually do for a living because you know they could uh, be extremely rich but their job could be fixing pipes so that's that's one of the differences that i've noticed here and yeah uh, cab drivers it was very different here because and there are a lot of jobs that you know in india are very male specific like you know cab drivers bartenders uh, waiters very rarely i've seen women do those jobs but here uh, it, it was strange when i got into a cab and the driver was female like uh, she was a woman driving a cab so that was interesting and it's obviously great i uh, hope india can do that finally i had a part time job on campus which was like you know in the dining hall which it basically serving food and that's one of the easiest job you can get as an outsider to start off and because there's very competitive things when you go into like more research based part time jobs on campus so that's where mostly a lot of international students start and i did that and i was like surprised but also glad that i got to do it because you learn way more uh, to be way more respectful towards like people in the service industry it's not easy to do that um it's very easy to you know like yell at a server or a waiter 
to you know for not uh, doing things right or <laughs> getting your order right but when you see the other side of it there are so many things that uh, is like you know explains why something happens wrong or it's not their fault and so i would i mean india people in india definitely need to do that some way but since we have so much labor it's difficult for people like us who are like you know um privileged in certain ways to go and do a job at mcdonalds or a restaurant which is very looked down upon yeah i would totally agree to that and it's really funny how uh dignity of labor is one of the key values they teach you as a child in india so uh, i don't know if uh you guys remember this but or you had this not because uh, i'm just saying i'm including no, swangi <laughs> into this <laughs> no we had yeah. it in school yeah. <laughs> we had it in value, yeah. value education i get it like yeah, just because our icsc education it wasn't all that bad okay they sometimes talked about values okay so okay yeah we we had an uh, value education class and you would get like this entire textbook with different um, morally specific topics and which they would suggest a person should know and they should grow up to have those values in order to be a in order to be a good citizen and dignity of labor i specifically remember this dignity of labor being one of them and they would also have these uh i remember this specifically because i was so puzzled about this entire concept where uh, they would have these ideas of very westernized idea actually of having teenagers work like juhi said work in uh, as let's say as the waiting staff so for a for a student growing up in india and like for somebody who hasn't seen that you just feel like oh this is child labor advisor 16 year old working what is going on although like the laws it's not what the law says but like if you are 16 you are under 18 and that's i was messed up so that's the first thought that comes to you like why are you going to make somebody do that and yeah even though that is one of the culturally uh, accepted values they it's one of the things that's really not accepted acceptable in india so it's really funny i just find that really funny india is yeah. built on the foundation of hypocrisy so like does anything surprise us and we also on. we also learn that religious tolerance is one of the key values and we see how that's going secularism so. and all of that things we learned these are all just we, uh, unicorn terms on yeah, we were we made just, to recite the the preamble like oh yeah how that's going we can all see oh. so yeah apparently yeah. not all your brothers uh, all your indians are your brothers and sisters so so this is it for this week guys um i hope you enjoyed mm-hmm. listening to us on a privilege check this week and uh, got some um, interesting stories about our privilege and if you have any comments questions for um, them or us let us know in the comments on twitter instagram and facebook thank you for listening to privilege check podcast if you like this episode then please leave a review on apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast we're also available on linkedin instagram facebook twitter please do follow us on instagram that is at privilege check that's p r i v i l e g e c h k yes to an enlightened life so that's it for this week tune in again next week for the second part listen to us on spotify apple podcast and stitcher or wherever else you get your podcast fixes follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at veg and non veg pod
If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, please email us on contact at veg and non-veg.com.